Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for clicking on another episode of Everything in 3D. I'm Dami. I'm your host. We're going to be having fun today. We're going to be having, having a very interesting conversation. Right. So, I wanted to talk about the groundhog syndrome. Now, full disclaimer, that might not be a real word. Groundhog syndrome, that is. But Groundhog Day, for those who don't know, is basically... As like done in like a lot of movies and series and cartoons you've probably seen, it's basically just reliving the same day over and over again. But I was, you know, thinking of some things and I thought, huh, why not just adapt this name for only this episode and kind of like give it a, a different or similar definition, right? So for the sake of this episode that we'll be calling that we will be calling Groundhog Syndrome, right? Also, if you saw the name and you clicked on the episode, still you're brave. And I fucking love you for that. But for the sake of the episode, we're going to define it by something else or with something else. And we're just going to go with it. Just for this episode, right? So if you checked it and it doesn't mean something, it probably doesn't. But, you know, you get the gist. Anyway. I'm thinking back to my life and things that have happened where I've experienced the Groundhog Syndrome. That I've done certain things over and over and over and over. And... It just really you did nothing or that I lost sight of certain things and it still you did nothing and I expected to, you know, get something else. So for anyone who's been listening to the podcast long enough, hi. If you remember last year, I didn't have my car for quite some time, right? So I wanted to take you back. I wanted to take you guys back there to that moment and tell you how I experienced a first symptom of groundhog syndrome, right? So when I have my car, I have a certain routine like anyone does, right? It's, you know, wake up in the morning, go to the gym, go to work. Or wake up in the morning, go to work, go to the gym. Saturday morning, grocery shopping, go to the gym. Saturday morning, go to a coffee shop, go to the gym, go to the, you know, to get groceries, whatever, right? I have a certain routine, or go to work, come back from work, and go straight to the gym because my stuff is in my bag, in the back of the car. I had a certain routine. Now, when I lost my car, at that time, I felt like my routine got caught. And I'm, go- I'm saying at that time because what I'm, going to, what I'm going to do for this episode is I'm going to tell you about my mindset then, at that certain period, and what, I'm th- what I think about that now. So at that time, I lost my car, and the first thing I'm thinking about is, oh, well, can't go to the gym anymore. Can't buy groceries like I would want to, like you know, going there myself. I can't go anywhere else that I don't need to be without a car, right? So now, for the first two weeks of not having my car, I had what I would call the honeymoon phase, which is where I was ordering Ubers, asking for rides, or just being like, "Oh hey, can you give me a ride back home?" The first two weeks was the honeymoon phase. It was fun, right? Because I knew my routine had been cut short. But I wasn't really taking it into reality in a certain way, right? So, like, spending money on Uber, for example, Uber is expensive, bro. Like, it's it's a certain chunk of change, right? So I was just taking Uber's really, really, because I'm thinking, oh, my, my car's going to be back anyway, so, you know, it's all good, it's all fine. Let's just, you know, keep this flow going, right? <clears throat> That's what I was doing. So now, after the two weeks I settled in, and I knew this was my reality. I had lost track of my routine. I had lost track of my flow. And now I, f- I, I fell into the groundhog syndrome. So what do I mean? 
remember when I said I lost my car? The first thing I said was I can't get I can't get my you know groceries like I would want to. I can't go to the gym like I would want to. I can't stop at the drive-through like I would on time to time. I can't you know things you would just do with your car, right? I lost sight of that. The I feel like anyway. I feel like I lost sight of that the moment that I knew my car was going to be for quite some time. Instead of trying to... And I mean, this could be a very interesting, bad, negative, or maybe positive way to look at life sometimes. Or it might just be very chaotic, depending on how you want to choose it, right? But you know how sometimes when something happens, you, you should, you know, you start looking for like a solution immediately, depending on what it is. So... A, you know, a basic definition of like um, cause and effect, or is that the word? Yeah. So, say you're drinking tea in your room and the tea spills on the floor. First thing that comes to your mind that comes to your mind is, let me go get a mop. Not really. I'm gonna wait till tomorrow to clean it up, right? So, I think if I had that certain jerk reaction when I first lost my car, instead of thinking, oh, but I can't do all those things anymore, I have to, you know, wait till I get my car back to have all those things back in motion. If I said, oh, I don't have my car. Okay, instead of going to the gym every day, I will substitute substitute by jumping rope in the back of jumping skipping. Oh wait, yeah, jumping rope in the back of my house, running a mile every day that takes care of the gym. Or I can't do groceries. How about I stop for groceries on my way to work, or I walk. I stop for groceries when I'm going on a run. Okay, groceries are taken care of. What else is next? I should have done that, and I really wish I did do that because what I did is. I lost sight of those things and I lost, I feel like I lost the privilege of having that effect the moment I had said, oh, well, I can't do those things anymore. I have to wait. So the honeymoon phase that I'm calling in track for the first two weeks, it was, oh, well, you know, Uber here, Uber there, DoorDash, Uber Eats, I'm ordering for them, doing whatever. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something, that when it settled in, that I wasn't getting my car. I, I didn't have my car for the good chunk of last year. When it settled in, you guys, that I wasn't going to have my car, I... Oh my gosh, I lost it. And not in a yelling kind of way. Like, I, I really did lose track of myself. Like, if you asked me what I did significantly last year, that list is very little. Not to sound... Not, I'm I'm not trying to sound morbid in any way, I promise you. I'm making light of this situation right now because, I mean, it's a good lesson, right? <clears throat> because I think back to then, and what had happened is, you know, a very bad disadvantage of not having the reaction I was supposed to have when I had realized that I wasn't going to have my car was that, like, all the money, which, I guess, yeah, financial burden, but all the money that went in circulation when I had a car, right? And by circulation, I mean, okay, I get paid second Friday of the month. What happens? What do we usually do? Okay, we wake up, we see that the money is deposited, we send some money to our savings, we send some money to our grocery funds. We send some money to our emergency funds. And we save money for petrol for the week. That's what we usually do, right? Cool, cool, cool. But then I lost my car. And I also thought, oh, well, extra money because I'm not, you know, buying petrol. I can't really drive to go get groceries. So I can't buy groceries. And all the money just sat there. And what happened in hindsight was that I was thinking, I'm going to need a lot more money for Uber. So all this money is going to sit here. So I stopped. Now, let me just say I'm not blaming anything on anybody. Like, all these decisions were stupid at, the, you know, at that time. So what, that happened from, what happened for me was I stopped sending money to my savings because I thought, oh, no, 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 I need all hands on deck. I stopped sending money to emergency funds. I stopped, and thank God I didn't really have an emergency for that period because I didn't know what I've done. 
I stopped doing the usual. And I then said, oh, well, here's what we're going to do. And guys, what happened for me is, after the honeymoon phase phased out, really, I realized after, and it took me a couple months after to realize that my life was going in a certain rotation that I did not appreciate, to be very honest with you. I was just earning money, using the money for Uber, anticipating that I get paid, so it means I have more money for Uber to go somewhere that was not really helping my life, and it was a weird circulation. That's all that happened. If you ask me why I did last year, really suffering, like, I, I don't know what happened last year. And that's the same period, obviously. So, from what I had thought, the initial moment I knew I wasn't going to have my car for some time, I believe was what really sent me, you know, to oblivion, right? So, how does that attribute to Groundhog Syndrome? I was basically just doing the same thing over and over. I know like I was expecting a different reaction. That's not even what I'm trying to get at. But I was just doing the same thing over and over. And that was it. And that's how I feel like I experienced Groundhog Syndrome, you know, for that particular or for that certain moment in time. It was like a weird, toxic cycle. Now, another symptom or well, another section of my life that I experienced Groundhog was food, right? Now, this might be a little... You know, it might be a lot more touchy for some people, so I will say trigger warning, but I'm going to be talking about a certain or coupled eating disorders. So I'm someone who has been a... Who has been a... Um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to look for a less demeaning word, but I'm someone who... Is very I'm very um what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? I'm very familiar with eating disorders in my life. I've had a couple over the course of my years, right? But I think the only one I'm gonna be talking about today is binge eating, right? So now I will say that most of these things have different meanings to different people. So my experience is not defining to how it really is or the scientific no. I'm gonna be talking about my experience and see what I can share with the people, right? So binge eating my binge eating started not too long ago, a couple years ago, and it would be triggered by a particular emotion, a particular feeling. So it wasn't a certain incident that would happen, that had to happen for it to, no. I would just have a feeling and I would think, okay, I need to eat, right? I probably wouldn't be hungry, but I would just think this is the only thing that's going to solve this emotion. So taking you back to what I was thinking then and what I know now, right? I'm upset, let's say. Oh, I'm so upset. I spoke to someone on the phone and they pissed me off. Let's go buy candy. Because for context, I don't buy sweets in my house because like on a regular day, I don't really associate myself with so much candy and sweets and everything. It just, like in the plain, you know, plain, what you call explanation, it makes me sick. Like literally, because of my stomach. My stomach is very weird. But an off day, when I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 I'm upset. You know, it's okay. Let's allow ourselves. I go ham. And I just eat all sorts of things and I then feel guilty after. Because for those who don't know, the common reaction for someone who binge eats or has a particular eating disorder is when you've gone through a certain reaction, most of the time, it doesn't really help the feeling you were feeling before. If anything, it just amplifies the bad feeling that you felt. So for me, it was, I feel a lot more guilty now because one, I felt shitty. Two, I feel shittier because I just made my body feel a lot shittier by eating so much sugar or so much candy or sweets or whatever, right? 
So it started there for me. That's why I first experienced the groundhog syndrome for eating. Where it was, I would feel a certain way at home. I would feel a certain way at school. I feel a certain way at work, and I would go like I remember <laughs> where I know it went. Um, where I know it went sideways for me was when I. So I basically sat myself down in the bathroom and I had, <laughs> I walked away from my co- colleagues and I heated pizza up and I was eating pizza in the bathroom. And I I had already pre, preempted the shame. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel so bad after eating this. So let me just take it to the bathroom. I was prepping the shame basically. So I took myself to the bathroom and I sat myself down and I ate pizza. I was preparing pizza, I can't forget. It was from... Well, it was from Little Caesars, yeah. And I was eating the pizza. What happened before that, though? What happened before that? What happened before that was... I had had my lunch. And I felt like I wasn't getting the particular reaction. Oh, no. I felt like I wasn't getting the particular... No, that's what I'm looking for. Ah, I'm a bit... (laughs) I felt like I wasn't getting the the certain... uh, What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? It's on the tip of my tongue. Bloody hell. Um, I wasn't getting the certain. Let's just say answer, cause I, I can't find the words on the tip of my tongue, but I can't find it anyway. I wasn't. I had lunch, right? And lunch was just a basic whatever, but I didn't have the feeling I wanted to have. The feeling of fulfillment after having lunch was like, okay, yeah, I'm done now, right? And what had happened before then was I was offered pizza, but I said no, so there was just excess pizza from the office, and I had just you know left the room and I had had my lunch. But I didn't really feel the feeling of fulfillment. So I was like, yeah, I said no to pizza. Like, I don't know if it's going to make sense to anyone else, but like, I had said no to eating pizza because it wasn't my regular diet and I just knew it was something that like, I didn't want to consume at that particular time. Because I just knew was, no, I know what happens after eating pizza, right? But then, two hours later, I'm like, you know what, I still haven't felt this feeling. Why don't I feel better for turning down the pizza? So I heated up two slices of pizza and I walked myself to the bathroom. And I went, I went, I, you know, I, I, I went to go eat pizza. And I was like, okay, I'm going to feel shit after this, you know this, right? So let's just prepare ourselves for that and let's see what happens. And then I came out and then, bingo, bango, bunga. Here we are. Here we go. Right? That's what happened. Now, Unfortunately, I can't say this is something I've completely eradicated from my life. It still happens from time to time. What I can say is that, like, I'm for any, anyone, if there is anyone who is familiar with binge eating, is that, like, when you, when you go on a binge and you eat something, so, for example, for myself, it's with sweets. When you go on a binge... The only solution you can have is to drink water and just continue. I can know it sounds so mundane, it sounds so stupid. Like, what do you mean? So the thing is, I would use myself as an example because I can't really explain anyone else's, um, you know, feeling or anyone else's um, experience. But I've always had the feeling that, okay, I'm supposed to. This was this was the plan for the day. I was supposed to eat these amounts of fruits this was much of meals and that was it but now at 4 p.m i've had so much candy now i'm thinking to myself to balance the scales what i'm going to do is i'm just going to let my body have only that i'm going to drink water and i'm going to go to bed right when 
In reality, the only thing you can do after a certain binge is to drink water and keep going like it didn't happen. So not not like you're you're not making that feeling or that emotion null and void and you're not avoiding it, no. But like it's it's a very weird case of saying like there's nothing I can do about it. I just have to keep going. Like there's really nothing you can do. I just have to drink. The only thing you can do is drink water and keep going and do what was left for you to do. So say you're supposed to have dinner by six and you went on the bench by four. Okay, dinner is pushed back an hour and I said, or push forward an hour and I said, dinner is by seven. You have dinner. If you're supposed to go on a walk two hours later or go on a run, go ahead. Like nothing else will happen. That's exactly what, so that, you know, that's all you can do, right? And that's something I only know now. So, which is why I said that, you know, bench eating for me is not completely eradicated because there's some days, honestly, where I've already had that feeling that triggers it and I know like, okay, Dami, this is the feeling that we usually get. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to plan A or plan B? Plan A being we succumb to it and we eat it, but we already know what we're going to do after we should plan C. Or plan B, plan B being, no, 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 avoid it. Keep yourself busy and do whatever. Again, speaking only from my experiences, in moments where I'm like, no, I'm going to try and be the bigger person, ideally, and do myself a big service. What I always do is I just say, okay, keep your mind busy and forget about it. Because what happens which is a very, very... It's, a, it's been explained in different terms, but it's like, your mind has been kept busy, so it just pushes that particular thoughts and that particular emotion to the back. So not like a compartmentalizing, no. It's just like, it's not of importance anymore because you finally um, subdued it with other feelings of, um, you know, whatever, whatever the case is, right? So, circling back to our topic and seeing how I experienced the Groundhog Syndrome, Groundhog Syndrome, and that is that, like, before I knew what I knew now, I would go on a binge and I would say, it's okay, it's okay, tomorrow we'll do it differently, right? Because you know how sometimes maybe you miss a workout and you're like, okay, fine, I'll start again on Monday. Or maybe you didn't just do so. maybe you didn't get, like, a workout clothes. I was like, fine, I'll wait till it gets here, I'll start on Monday. That, that certain kind of, like, just apply it to whatever you think it tracks with, right? That's certain kind of mindset, right? I'd be like, oh, fuck, I ate Twix today. I'll start tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, and then I crave something. I was like, oh, I'll start tomorrow. What I was doing and what I was telling myself then was that, like, all these things have made the day void and null because you've fucked everything up by succumbing to this feeling, right? So we have to start tomorrow again to make ourselves feel better. That's what I was telling myself. It's like, we have to keep doing it again, to doing it again, yeah, doing it again till we get it right, which is... The, the ideal concept for like a Groundhog Day because the same thing is happening. We have to wait till the day where something different happens, right? But I think I put a nail on it and then now I know, which obviously through research, reading or whatever, right? Now I know it's like, well, you were doing everything up until four and you did this in this particular sector of your life in 20 minutes. How can 20 minutes mess up what you've already spent the whole day building or what you've already done for the whole day, right? Because... <clears throat> What I was telling myself was that 20 minutes has already just fucked up the whole day. So let's wait till tomorrow to just do the whole thing again where we don't have that certain 20 minutes. But then what, we, what if we do? I, I just kept telling myself tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. What I tell myself now is like, oh, well, girl, we ate candy. That's fine. That's okay. Let's keep going. I mean, we have shit to do. There's a lot more stuff you're supposed to be doing, really. So can we, can we you, know, get it on, you know, get on with it? which is what I tell myself now, which I'm still working on ideally, but 
that's how I experienced the Gunnock syndrome with eating. I kept telling myself that like doing one thing could turn the the wheels on something. So we have to wait till it's all perfect for it to be lined up and everything. I hope that makes a semblance of sense, right? So the third way I experienced Groundhog Syndrome, which is actually the one I think has impacted me the most in life is, so I graduated from secondary school, from boarding school in 2018. And to make, you know, better context clear, in Nigeria, where I'm from, when you graduate in July, right, you have to have passed, you know, math in particular to make your results what's the word to make a result um plausible or to make a result even necessary or like important at all because you could get all like good grades and everything but if you don't pass math if you get like a d or an f that's it that's the end right so i did my grades my grades were good but i didn't pass math so i wasn't able to go to university in september like everyone else was going to go so i stayed home right so taking us back to the first one about the cars where i talk about the moment of like the honeymoon phase of the first two weeks so the first two weeks after graduating, it's so cute, it's so fun. Like everyone's like, "Oh my gosh," and it, you know, it's summer, so like every people are around. It's like, "Oh wow, congratulations!" You know, you're doing well. Blood, blood, it up, right? But those two weeks are gone, and I was like, "Okay, wait, this is what was supposed to happen." So let me tell you what was going through my mind. I had a particular mindset at the time where it's like, "Okay, um, the routine that my life was actually going in is like, well, we always we know that once you graduate in July, school is supposed to be in September." But we failed math. We're now waiting for the next exams to come, which is probably the end of the year, like early next year. So what are we going to do till then? That was my first error. So remember when I... I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, I'm loving the fact that I can, I can make references to like the past ones I talked about. Remember when I said my first thoughts is what fucked me up that first time with the cars, right? I won't put me in a weird cycle. But with school now, I was thinking, oh, no... It's done now. I can't do anything about it. I have to wait till I pass exams again to then, you know, further the routine and get back up with the program, right? Guys, let me tell you what my routine was when I was, you know, that, that particular period when I wasn't in school. My routine was that, like, I'd wake up, go on social media. And let me even explain. Social media was a lot different for me when I was 17, when I just finished secondary school, because it wasn't like now where... I was seeing people my age, like, getting brand deals and getting flown out and getting... No. Like, we had all finished school. We are all trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. So I wasn't even, like, pressured. I wasn't jealous. I wasn't thinking, oh, my gosh, look at what Tony is doing with... No. Mm -mm. It was like, we're all done with school. What are we all doing now? That's honestly what it was. It wasn't anything else. So I was just happy to get on there and see, like, people doing different things. Or ideally, even people doing the same thing that I was doing because maybe some of us didn't really have, you know, past math, but we were all waiting. I would just have that period, right? So I'll get on social media. And this was the honeymoon phase again. I'll get on social media. I would have food. And that's it for the day. The day was done. I wasn't doing anything else. So tell me what exactly it was that I was doing that I felt like, oh my gosh, I have to wait like go to school. No, I wasn't doing jack shit. So after having the first two weeks of watching all the shows and binging everything and feeling like, oh my gosh, I have so much free time. I can wake up whenever I want. After that honeymoon phase where I had fucked it up, I initially had fucked it up with the first thinking that, oh no, I didn't pass. I can't make it to school to September, which is a fact. But I think the way I went about thinking about it, that's like nothing was going to happen until I aligned what was supposed to happen, right? I messed it up because... The two weeks of the honeymoon went. And now I'm home. 
and I wasn't doing shit with my life. I wasn't like, I promise you nothing was moving. Like the skills of my life were so unbalanced. I wasn't doing anything to progress myself. I wasn't getting, picking up a new hobby. I, no, nothing. And like, outside when I looked at some of my setting mates who, are the, looking back now, it makes a lot of sense because a lot of people have just picked up a trade. People who, were, people who weren't able to go to school. Because the thing is, people who make, passed math just went to like a longer holiday till they had to resume university. But for, for those of us who just weren't able to, it was like, well, I guess the next exams come and, you know, whatever it is, right? That, that's what's going to happen. Looking back now, I'm thinking, if I could talk to myself, then it's like, okay, but like, <laughs> it's so funny to think about it because like, it's like, what are you chasing exactly that you feel like this is what's supposed to happen? Because you know when it's different when you like have a certain quota or a certain money deal or a certain whatever right idea in mind that you know like oh my gosh no this has to happen for this to click or like just like a lottery right this are the numbers i'm supposed to have to get the amount of money why was i chasing that particular idea of the fact that like oh my gosh school 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 why was i chasing that idea back then i don't know if i had just said oh well we failed math I wish it's what I did. I, I wish it's what I did. I wish I said, well, we failed math. Let's focus on the next exam. But in the same, you know, in the same breath, how about we pick up a trade or two? I mean, oh, look at, you know, Bimbo. Bimbo is learning how to make beads and she's learning how to paint nails and make hair. How about I, I pick up a, you know, a workshop class or something or I just, whatever it is, because I just felt useless. And then I, what that happened in terms of everyone around me just looked like, oh my God, this guy is so worthless. And I was just doing things I didn't really enjoy doing. I just let myself go completely and mentally and oof, it took me a second to get back from that. Right. So I wish I'd had the actual reaction and thing I was supposed to have where it's like, oh no, this has happened. Okay, this is what we're going to put in place. Now, the reason why I said earlier at the beginning of the episode why this feeling can be the feeling of wanting to have an immediate reaction, why it can be a bit dangerous or weird sometimes is that like sometimes some things will happen in life and you do need a second to think and say, okay, what is the purposeful reaction for this? What am I supposed to do? I think you do get to pick and choose when you can have that same moment of reflection where it's like, what am I supposed to do? And sometimes... There are sometimes where it's always be like, okay, no, 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 no. This is what's supposed to happen. This is what I'm supposed to do. So just like spilling something, like I've said, you can't really just sit and say, oh no, my tea spilled. I'll wait till tomorrow to get it up. No. There's some certain moments where it's like, what's the reaction supposed to be, right? So I wish for these certain things I had. So now I'm going to split them because with like the car, and with school, when I graduated school, I wish I had the immediate reaction of like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Okay, this is happening right now. I'm not having my car right now. I can't go to school right now. Let's put other things in place to, you know, set a precedence. Let's put other things in place to just fill up the time and make my time make sense. The time lost make a lot more sense, you know, in the future. Where with food, I was having an immediate reaction of like, oh no, time's fucked up. I've messed up the day. These 20 minutes have ruined my day. We go again tomorrow. I hope I'm making sense because like, I love the way I'm, I'm able to connect it. I try to push it out there. So I hope it's making more sense to you guys listening than it is the way I'm saying it. But it makes sense to me saying it. So I think that's fine and I'm passing it across well. So I think the reaction, the initial reaction is very important. And sometimes 
the pause is also very important. You just have to, you know, um, you just have to watch and see which is which. So, I wasn't chasing anything. I didn't have a certain goal. And I wish then again, I wish I just sat down and said, okay, well, we're not going to school. We have more time. What else are we supposed to be doing? Like, let's put things in play. What are some other goals that we can achieve in this small period? Because what would happen is, I go to school and then I just start the hustle again of like school and grades and everything. But we have this time. Okay, what are we supposed to be doing? Like, what do we want to do? What should we, you know, put in the rear view? What should we put in front? What should we, you know, what should we align together? I wish that's what I did. But instead, what I did was I was just focusing where I had lost and I just lost track of time. I lost track of everything else I could have done, all the hobbies I could have picked up. I just lost track of time. Now, maybe it's a smart to say now that like no time is ever really lost because you just learn and gain a lesson from most of the things you've done in the past that just didn't really attribute or come to anything. I guess it's fair to say that because now I've learned the lesson and now I know when to stop and obsess and I know when to have a, you know, an immediate jerk reaction. So it's, I guess, you you know, you pick some and you lose some. You know, so I guess that's a very fun way to assess that. If that makes any sense. And what I've learned from the Groundhog Syndrome is how much should I trust myself? Or am I supposed to trust myself with this, right? Again, splitting it with you know, school and the car and splitting the food aspect, right? Some things are factual. And what I'm trying to say is that, like, there are some, some things that just are. So, for example, with the food, right? Me saying, I oh, don't know, the day's messed up. Start again tomorrow. Let, just let yourself go for the rest of the day. Today's messed up, right? That's not ideally true. That's just something I was telling myself to just give myself some kind of morale boost, right? It, was, it wasn't really true. It wasn't grounded in any fact. You know what I mean? And then with <clears throat> school and the car, rushing to some kind of reaction, just be like, oh, well, I just have to wait till I have to go back to school. Oh, no. I have to wait till I get the car back. What I did, when I just messed up all the time in between, not learning, picking up nothing. I was just, you know, just threw myself into a weird loop. That's what it was. It was just a weird loop. Spending the same day over and over waiting for school, spending the same day and the same money over and over waiting for my car. I threw myself in a weird loop. So I think what I learned from that, I learned to kind of, I learned the moments when not to trust myself and put actions in place. Because what I mean by that is, sometimes you tell yourself something, but you know like, "Mm -mm, that's bullshit. This was supposed to happen. I wouldn't believe what you're doing there and there, but you know it's the right thing to do right and there's sometimes where it's like okay hold on no that's not even valid let, let, let's and then there are other times where it's like no i'm supposed to do this but it's like no no no, no. this is what i supposed to do listen to your guts so again you just you pick and you choose right you pick and you choose i mean i've said this a lot of time with this podcast i'm going to say like a broken record but there's sometimes where ideally you should be listening to your guts and there's sometimes where it's like uh-uh this these, these are the facts so i guess it's just sometimes based on your translation or sometimes based on what just really is, even though not everything is as definite and not everything is as certain as we make them to seem, as we make them to be. So just like circling back to food and exercise, because 
Food and exercise are two things in life that are just very definite sometimes for some people. And some people say, the only way you can get this at the third is by doing boom. Right? There can be some truth to that. But at the same time, not everything is as definite as people make them seem. Right? <clears throat> Ooh, I'm parched. I have hazelnut coffee today. But, yeah, Groundhog Syndrome. So I guess to wrap it up in a nice bow, so that but this episode makes sense, what I tried to bring out from this was times where I was just doing things over and over and over and wondering what was going wrong, I guess. And times where <clears throat> I was confused as to why my certain action or my certain decision just plunged me into a weird cycle, right? And I came up with the Groundhog Syndrome. So if you were to pick anything from this episode, which I hope I did, I hope I wasn't babbling for the whole episode, but... Sometimes you're supposed to have a jerk reaction to things. This is me talking to myself. There's some time that you should have a reaction to things that you know are already set in place. Because some things are definite in some ways. So, I'm back to the car. I wish I told myself, well, the car's gone. That doesn't mean we can't still do everything we're supposed to be doing. Right? Like, oh, oh well. And then, with school, I, you know, it's... I wish I didn't say, well, okay, school is the only defining thing in your life right now. So that was basically you go back to school and your life will make sense. I wish I took a step back to assess and be like, okay, well, school's not here. So let's put some other time on what else was going on. With my binge eating, I wish I didn't define my whole day by those particular minutes that I just let myself go out, or those particular minutes where I was just human and I just succumbed to something. Right, because some people will tell you, and this is actually, again, this particular thing is is a bit, it's a bit dodgy. But sometimes discipline attributes to a lot of things, and I think some people can be very aggressive with how they define discipline on where the internet or wherever, and you can pick and choose how you choose to digest that information, right? Because you don't want to be a human in one particular moment and think you lack discipline, right? This, again, it's, it's a very touchy thing. So I'm not even going to go into that for this episode, right? Because it's just how you choose to identify and how you choose to um, translate it. But I wish I didn't... And this is not me speaking in regret. I've learned my lesson, obviously. But I wish I didn't attribute moments of being human to moments of regret and moments of shame. I wish I didn't say, oh, no, you fucked up, man. You messed up the whole day with just 20 minutes, which isn't really... I mean, come on. I wish I didn't say, oh, fuck you. You messed everything up. Wait till tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. I have to do it better. I wish I didn't do that. I wish I just said, oh, well. Well, that happened. But let's keep it pushing. But, you know. Now I'm sounding like a like a record, like an old record. Like I'm, I'm, I'm repeating myself. It's time to go. But um, <laughs> thank you so much <clears throat> for listening to the podcast. You guys are the OGs. I love you guys so much. Thank you for clicking. If you saw the title of today's episode and you still clicked on it i love you because i know it probably didn't make sense from how it looked but thank you for clicking if you're looking for me anywhere else or if you want to find me anywhere else i talk about books on the internet that's really all i do i talk about books on the internet you would find me 
if you search up Dami Diary on TikTok and YouTube, you'll find me there. Or The Book Potato on TikTok and on YouTube, you'll find me talking about books that I enjoy reading, books that I've enjoyed and books that I do want to read. Please, if you enjoyed this episode, click on it and subscribe. Rate on whatever platform you're listening to. Or share with someone. If you think there's a particular segment in this episode... Honestly, this is something I do now, which I think I want to pass across. So sometimes when I, 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 I pick up a gem from like a podcast or something, I just send it to a friend and I just send them the minute mark so they don't have to listen to the whole episode to get it. So if you think there's a particular minute on this episode, be it like minute 2346, where you think that's where you want your friends to listen to, share with them and tell them the minute they don't have to listen to the whole thing. I just hope I was able to do something with this episode. I'm rambling now. It's time for me to go. And I need to pee. But thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on everything in 3D. I'm Dami Dare. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys next week. Love you. Bye.